Thank you for tuning in to Valley Rise Church. We're so glad you decided to join us today. For more information on sermon series and service times, you can visit us online at valleyrisechurch.com. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. Hey, how many of you love Christmas surprises? Christmas surprise, I love a good Christmas surprise. We got a good Christmas surprise this morning. Hey, let's pray. We'll jump into it. Dear God, thank you so much for each and every person here. Thank you for what you want to speak to us. God, I pray that you would do what only you can do. Speak to our hearts and minds. Bring revelation to us like only you can. We ask, God, that your peace would be here, that your revelation would be inside of our, open the eyes of our heart, God. We love you. We're so thankful that we get to worship you today. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. I love a good Christmas surprise. I'm like actually, how many of you are really easy to surprise? You're like really gullible. People just surprise you all the time. You come home from work every day. You're surprised your family's there. You're just like, how many of you are hard to surprise? You're like, like I'm very hard to surprise. My wife has stopped trying to surprise me because like I just figure it out every time. I don't even try to figure it out. I'm just like, something's not adding up here. Like I just, I just figure it out all the time. But because of that, I'm very good at surprising people. And so I love, one time my brother was coming in, I have an older brother who lives in Nashville, and he hadn't been home for Christmas in about two years, and my mom was sad, and she, man, I wish Jacob could be here, it'd be awesome. And so we surprised, we, we figured out a way to get him down for Christmas to where he could come. She had no idea. Christmas comes, she had been wanting this big rug for Christmas. So me and him are talking, she goes, what are we gonna, how are we gonna surprise mom? How are we gonna do it? I said, okay, listen, this is what we're gonna do. You're re- he's real tall and skinny. So I said, get in the rug, we're gonna put you in the rug, we'll roll the rug up. Okay, then we'll bring out the rug to mom. She'll be excited she got the rug she wanted. But it's not really a great surprise unless you like top a normal surprise. So then I'm like, then we'll unroll the rug and you'll be in the rug. And then she'll be like shocked. So it went as planned. I mean, the rug had some, he has long, long hair. So the rug had some hair hanging out one side, but it was fine. Rolled it out and she just, you know, what? A, it, it, we love those moments with a Christmas surprise. I want you to know Mary and Joseph had the greatest Christmas surprise of all time. Luke 2, 1 through 7. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was the governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. How many of you know that's a Christmas surprise? I'm sure it was great that she was having a baby. Any one of you that's had a baby knows it's an amazing surprise. But there's times you want to have a baby and there's times you don't want to have a baby. And anyone who's had a baby at the wrong time knows the difference. There's, I was a medic in the Air Force, and so I, I've been in some births that were at the wrong place, at the totally wrong time, where you're just like, this was not, you, did, you didn't plan this well. On a boat? You, were, well, you went boating at nine months pregnant. Okay, all right. You know, just people that just don't plan. Even when you're in the moment, in the right place at the right time, that is still an experience to go through. Jesus is coming to surprise Mary and Joseph at one of the most inopportune times ever. As I'm reading this, I'm just going, God, why not before they left Bethlehem? 
Like, why not before they left Nazareth? Why not, why not once they found a room? Why not? Hey, do you ever question God's timing in your life? No, me, listen, you're the only one. Because I question God's timing all of the time. I feel like my conversations with God look like an English class. You know, who, what, when, where, why. Like, I need to know the details, God. But oftentimes, God's timing is far different than our timing. And we see it happen here where God, for some reason, uniquely designs this whole thing to take place in a moment that for us would seem horrible. None of you want to have a baby in a manger. And yet God decided it was the perfect place for them to show up. Hey, you know what? As I was reading this, I thought the only thing Mary and Joseph did to prepare for this baby coming, because okay, again, think about it, moms, you know, those of you who have been pregnant, nine months pregnant, if your husband says, we're going to take a donkey ride three days away, I promise, they, the women then must have been different than the Cajun women I grew up with, because they just said some choice words and said, I'm not getting on that donkey, okay? So they take the donkey three days away, but here's what it says. Um, verse 5, Luke 2, verse 5, he went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child. The only thing that she was doing to prepare for Jesus was expecting him. She was expecting him. She was expecting Jesus to show up. How many of you know Jesus loves to show up unexpectedly? Jesus loves to show up in your life unexpectedly. I want to give you three ways today, just quickly, that Jesus loves to show up for you. Number one, Jesus loves to show up in unexpected times. At unexpected times. You ever been in an inconvenient season of your life when Jesus showed up? A moment that maybe, maybe it was unexpected. You were busy and you didn't have time for this. And in the moment of you being chaotic and busy, there was a God moment that happened in your life. I'll never forget being 18 years old. I was, had been kicked out of school in Louisiana, moved to Schulenburg. I was there. I was about to drop out of high school to marry my high school sweetheart, okay, who y'all have heard, some of y'all have heard this story. For those of you who haven't, and it's a crazy story, she now lives in the same neighborhood from me, four houses down. Totally not from here. I'm not from here. I moved in, and that was a big surprise. You want to talk about a big surprise? Big surprise. <laughs> not a good Christmas surprise to have. Um, and, and so... I'm dropping out of school. I meet with the principal, tell her I'm dropping out of school. I'm 18. I'm a grown man. I'm in love. I'm ready to be, I'm ready to be wed. And she's like, what are you, why would you do this to yourself? You know? and, and I go to basketball practice, which I'm not sure why I went to basketball practice if I was going to leave school after that. But I went to basketball practice, and I finished basketball practice. And I've got all these plans in my mind. And Jesus, in the form of my father, thank you, Jesus, shows up unexpectedly. I go to tell the team by, and I tell the team by, and I turn around to walk out the gym, and my dad, who lives seven hours away, is standing at the door. And immediately I'm like, why, why, are, you, why are you here? And he goes, you know, what, Christian, how could I let you do this? I could not come. I could not be here. I could not, you know, let's, let's go talk. And saved me in that moment from myself. How many of you know Jesus likes to show up unexpectedly? If you're in a season of your life that you think, God, what is going on? What's happening? Why is there chaos around me? None of this makes sense. I can't figure it out. I want you to know you're a prime candidate for Jesus to show up in your life. It's a great time to clap. If you're in an inconvenient season, expect Jesus. Jesus, the greatest story of all time. Think about this. The greatest story of all time happens unexpectedly. It happens as an inconvenience. No one writes the greatest book of all time and starts it that way. No one starts it with like, hey, let's make sure everything goes wrong and you have a baby in hay. That's, that's a great way to start an awesome story. 
It's an unexpected miracle, an inconvenience that became the greatest story of all time. Number two, Jesus loves to show up in unexpected places. Unexpected places. God always shows up in a way that we never imagined him to show up. You ever pray for a miracle and you get it, but it wasn't at all how you thought you were going to get it? My favorite story about this, and just bear with me if you're not an LSU fan. How about them Tigers? Um, Coach O, some of y'all have heard the story, seen it. Okay, now my dad is Coach O's pastor, so I had a back view of this and a front view of this. Coach Ogeron is at USC. He gets, the, the, the coach gets fired. He gets the interim job. Everyone is sure he's going to get the head coaching job there. They don't give him the job. They go with Steve Sarkeesian. He's heartbroken. I'm sitting in the living room listening to conversations between my dad and Coach O. Pastor, why is God doing this to me? Pastor, why is this happening? Pastor, why? Okay, and, and, and I'm listening to dad, and he says it in there, his wife going, God has a plan. I don't know why, but God has a plan. God has a plan. What an inconvenient, unopportune thing to go to to have to get to where Coach Ogeral currently is at the moment. Hey, I want you to know if you're in a season that you're going, God, what is going on? Why is this happening? You might be in the middle of a setup for the greatest miracle of your life. You might be in a moment that to you seems like chaos and inconvenience and uncertainty when God is working all things together for the good of those who love him. And I promise you, if someone would have showed Coach O where he's at this season, he would have said, USC, who? Get, get Trojans out of here. I'm going to be a tiger. How about that? Go Tigers. He would have done that. But how many of you know we're in those moments every day? Moments where you think it's an inconvenience. Moments where you're questioning what God is doing in your life, not realizing that he's setting you up for something amazing to take place. If you're in an inconvenient place in life, you're a prime candidate for a miracle. I love that Jesus came when he came, and I love that Jesus came where he came. Because the truth is, Jesus knows what it feels like to be misplaced. Think about this. The king, the creator, starts his life on earth misplaced, unwanted, put in the barn in the back. If only, I would love to talk to the innkeeper. I'd love to talk to the innkeeper and just go like, hey, probably get that one, huh? Like, that didn't age well. Think about that. The innkeeper going like, oh, we got room back there. And the son of God, the savior of the world is being born in your barn while Joe Schmo is taking up a room in your inn. That conversation would be an amazing one. But I believe God did it so strategically so that we would never think Jesus doesn't know what it's like to be the lowliest of the low, the most misplaced, the most forgotten, or the most abandoned. But I want you to know if you feel like that today, God is coming to do a miracle for you. Number three, Jesus loves to show up to unexpected people. To unexpected people. Think about the story of Jesus. Mary is 14 years old. How many of you have 14-year-olds? How many of you want them having a child? <laughs> Mary is 14 years old. An angel shows up and says, you're going to be the father of the Savior of the world, the mother of the Savior of the world. The father is going to be God. And Joseph, who you're betrothed to Mary, y'all going to have to figure that out. <laughs> I mean, if you're Joseph, think of that conversation. Hey, Joe, I know we're supposed to be married, but I'm pregnant, and it's from God. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 we read the story today, and we know the ending, so you go, oh, it all worked out, so that's really good. 
But imagine being in that moment. I have two daughters. If any of them ever came in at 14 and said, Dad, I got a miracle baby. I'm going to be like, you're about to have a miracle death and resurrection. I mean, <laughs> two people about to die. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 the sheer insanity of how this begins unexpectedly, the people that God chooses to use in this. How many of you know God loves to use unexpected people? How many of you would want me to be your pastor if, if, if I left Miss Alex, who's, if y'all have never met Alex, she's walking around her somewhere, she's beautiful. If, if, if I left Alex for another woman and had a child with that other woman and then gave the church to that child, how many of you would, would still want me to be your pastor? And that's why I'm your pastor and not David. Because that's what happened to King David. Why is it that God chooses to use people like that, that we, in our rationality, go, God, we would never do that. Like, why would, we would never, let, we wouldn't follow a king like that, a pastor like that, a president like, we wouldn't follow anyone like that. And yet God chooses to look down and use the most unexpected of people. I think sometimes we look at God through the limitations of people instead of looking at people through the unlimited power of God. God can do more things in you than you can do in you. God can do more things with you than you can do with you. And Jesus was born to two people that God decided to look down and go, I want to do more in you, more through you, and more with you than you could ever do by yourself. And you know what they did to be qualified for God to do that with them, to give them the greatest Christmas miracle of all time? Nothing. 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 They did nothing. They showed up. That's it. They were available for God to use. Hey, today I want you to know if you're looking for God to do something miraculous in your life, if maybe you're at a season of unexpectancy, uncertainty, you don't know what's going on, you've had conversations with God like, God, why is this happening? God, why am I where I am? God, are you even listening to me? That I want you to know you're a prime candidate for God to do something amazing in your life. As we go through Christmas, Christmas can oftentimes present unexpected opportunities, unexpected circumstances. Things happen in the holidays when you're around family and when you're with friends that, that maybe you never expected to happen. But we talk about this all the time. All of what we do is a mindset of are we going to see things through the lens of our God faith or are we going to see things through the lens of our own perspective? And I encourage you this holidays to see things through the lens of God. See things through the lens of what he's trying to do. That if you're at an unexpected time, in an unexpected place, with unexpected people, that you might be in the middle of an amazing opportunity for God to move. No matter where you currently are this Christmas, Jesus can show up for you. As I close, Joey, you can come up. I think it's, I think it's easy in Christmas we talk about it all the time, to get so scattered, so many other things going on, so many opportunities, so many people and parties and presents and all. But I want you to remember that it's in the unexpected, it's in the inconvenience, it's in the frustrating seasons of life oftentimes that we see Jesus the most. Do you know why that is? It's because the true test of our relationship with Jesus is what does it look like when we're in those unexpected times? What does it look like when you don't know what's going to happen? What does your faith with Jesus, your relationship with Jesus look like when chaos is ensuing all around you? Mary and Joseph are in a manger having a child. 
Those words come out of my mouth too easy for it to represent what actually happened. Mary and Joseph were in a manger having a child. And in the middle of it, Jesus comes into the world. Jesus comes into the world. We've talked the last couple weeks through our series about all that happens around that. The angels come down and tell the shepherds. The shepherds travel. The wise men come and see Jesus. And You know what's funny is the, the, the wise men came to see Jesus when he was almost two years old. We like to put that picture like it all happened that same night. The wise men actually traveled to see Jesus. When they got to Jesus, Jesus by that time would have been almost two years old. Can you imagine being Mary and in the middle of that going, God, if this is really your son, like, why not show me a sign? Or why not, why, why not send me someone to tell me this is, I mean, you figure if you're going to bring the son of God into the world, that there's going to be more fireworks and theatrics than what currently is happening, than me in a manger, than me with cows around me. Really, God, this is how you want to bring him in? I got cows and sheep around me and you're going to be... I don't know about y'all, but I think sometimes we just want to assume that Mary had this supernatural faith that we don't have. Mary was human. Mary was you. Mary was me. And I can only imagine the prayers Mary prayed for two years going, God, when are you going to show me that this is really your son? When, how do I even know? People think I'm crazy. I'm telling people I'm having a baby for Jesus. What? A baby for God? What? Like, that doesn't even make any sense. And then Almost two years later, the wise men show up. And the wise men validate inside of her what uncertainty had caused her to question. The wise men validated inside of her what God had spoken her at the beginning. I want you to know, wherever you're at today, that your validation, your wise men are coming. God is doing things in your life that maybe you don't understand right now. Maybe you can't see right now. Maybe it doesn't make much sense right now. But if you will just wait, if you will just hold on, if you will just keep the faith, people are coming to validate what God is doing inside of you. Mary, in a moment, these wise men come and present gifts, and they go, we've been traveling for years to see this child. Years? You've been traveling for years to see my child? God spoke to us. He gave us prophecies. He told us everything that was going to happen, and your child is the chosen child. God told us. Think about how amazing that moment must have been for Mary. She started in an unexpected place. She was unexpected to be there in an unexpected time. And after much avail, the wise men come and go, hey, this is the King of Kings. This is the Lord of Lords. Your child is the chosen one. We've been seeking him for two years. I want you to not get discouraged this Christmas. I want you to know that if you're in places in your life that you're questioning what God is doing around you, if it doesn't make any sense, you're in good company. No one in the Bible knew what God was doing. It didn't make sense to them either. It makes sense to us because we read it after it was written. It didn't make sense to them. They were human like you and I are human. And I want you to know if you're feeling that way this Christmas, you're a great candidate for God to show up and do something amazing in your life. What do we have to do though? We've got to expect it. We've got to expect it. I love that Luke 2 verse 5 where it says, they were expecting a child. They They weren't prepared for the child, but they were expecting a child. They knew something was coming. 
hey, I want you to know God meets the faith that we have when we begin to expect that he's going to show up and do something. When we begin to expect that God's going to be there. When we begin to expect that he can work in our situation. When we begin to expect that he can work in our marriage. When we begin to expect that he can work on our children. When we begin to expect it, God shows up and meets it. That's a great time to clap. All that God asks is that our hearts are expectant. That our hearts are expectant. Hey, I want to ask you today, do you believe God can do inside of you what you've always dreamed that he could do? Do you believe that God can do inside of you maybe what, 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 what you've had in your heart for a long time but you've never known if it was possible? Maybe it's the marriage you want. Maybe it's the opportunity you want. Maybe it's the relationships you want. Maybe it's the friendships you're seeking. Maybe it's the relationship with him even. But I want you to know all he requires of us for that to happen is just to have an expectant heart. Expect that God's going to show up to you this Christmas. Expect that God's going to bring the relationships to you you've been praying for. Expect that God's going to give you the marriage you've always dreamed of. Expect that he's going to give you the friendships that you've been waiting for. Expect that he has the opportunity for you in a job that only he can give you. Expect that God cares enough about where you're at currently to show up for you like he showed up in the manger. God is waiting to show up for you. And let me tell you something that maybe you've never heard before. God is jealous of showing up for you. God is jealous of showing up for you. He's jealous of being strong on your behalf. I guarantee you when the wise men finally got to Jesus, God was in heaven going like, finally they're here. Like, yes, this is awesome. Like, now they're really going to know, like, for sure, for sure, that this is my child. These people aren't traveling two years to make a mistake. Then I traveled two years to be like, let me see that baby. Wrong baby. My bad. Who lives next door? Did they, have a, did they have a baby? God's not working all things in your behalf to show up and it be the wrong opportunity. I love so much the journey of life. It's great when it happens. It's, it's wonderful when you're watching it happen to Coach O and you're going like, that must have been real sad when you got fired. And I mean, that must have been horrible when you didn't get the job. And that must have been horrible. And here's a part of the story that they don't tell. Coach O goes into the, 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 the Texas A&M game. They announced at halftime of the Texas A&M game that LSU's hiring Tom Herman. I don't know if you guys remember that. They announced. And they're saying, how could they do this to Coach O? He's coaching the team right now. Like it's on the billboards in the stadium. Like LSU announces they're hiring Tom Herman. After the game, he meets with the AD and says, they, they tell him, hey, we are going to hire Tom Herman. You know, we're, we're going after him. And so thank you. You can stay on staff, but we're going after him. And Coach O does something that I think all of us have to do at some point in our life. He finishes the conversation, hears it all, stands up, walks over to Joe Oliva, the athletic director, shakes his hand and said, I just want you to shake the hand of the next coach of the LSU Tigers. What? I just, I just told you we're hiring Tom Herman. I just told you we're going a different direction. I just told you. What, it, what was he doing? He was expecting that God was going to show up in his behalf. He was expecting that if he could have it in his heart, that God could manifest it in real life. He was expecting that if God had spoken to him, he didn't know how it was going to happen. He didn't know where it was going to happen. He didn't know when it was going to happen. But he knew if God said it was going to happen, it was going to happen. I want you to know, the hopes in your heart, the dreams in your heart. God's got some Christmas surprises tucked away for you that only he knows about. And if you're in an unexpected time, in an unexpected place, and you think you're not the right person, you're probably the perfect person for God to show up and surprise. Would you bow your heads with me?
Dear God, we're so thankful. We're thankful that, that you do choose to use people that it doesn't even make sense, God. Why would you use us? And yet you look down and decide in your sovereignty. God, that you love us enough to use us. God, I pray that this Christmas would be a special time for every single person here. That there would be dreams in their heart, God, hopes in their heart, things they've been praying about that they thought you forgotten. God, that you've just been working out in their favor. That you've been working out for their good. God, let us never lose hope. Let us continue our expectancy. Let us expect that you're going to show up, God. Let us expect that it's going to happen. And that when it does, that we can give you all the glory and all the praise and all the honor. There may be some of you here today that, that you're going Christian. That sounds great, but I've never even started that journey with Jesus. I've never started that relationship with Jesus. Maybe you've experienced church, you've experienced religion, but you've never experienced the genuine relationship with Jesus. If that's you today, every head bowed, every eye closed, this is between you and God. And you say, Christian, today I want to start my relationship with Jesus. I want to begin that journey. I want to expect him to do something in my life. If that's you and you want to do that today, would you just slip your hand up for me? I just want to pray with you. I'm not going to call you up or anything. I just want to pray with you so that you can begin that journey today. Amen. Amen. Today, I want to start that journey. Amen. You can put your hands down. Now, we're going to pray this prayer. You can pray it together with me. You can pray it out loud. You can pray it under your breath. You can pray it in your heart. As long as you mean it is what we ask. Dear Lord Jesus, today, I realize my need for you. Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you came from heaven to earth to live a perfect life. And I believe that you died on the cross to pay my sin bill so that I wouldn't have to. And then I believe you rose from the dead to give me new life, hope, and freedom. Today, Jesus, I choose you. Now, God, I pray that you would seal that up in their hearts. I pray that you would bless them. I pray that you would keep them. I pray that even as they begin this Christmas journey, that they would see you show up for them, God, in ways that they could never imagine. Bless them and keep them. Watch over them and protect them. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. Hey, would you give a hand to those that just made the greatest decision of their lives? Thanks for listening to this week's message. We hope you'll stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram using at Valley Rise Church. We hope you enjoy today's message and we'll see you soon.